Hello? Hello? Okay, so for some reason, um, like, I have Rose and Sarah on the other line, so let me try calling you again. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, now we wait, lost what? Rose. <laughs> what is going on here? Oh, I my. have to have a call because you guys kept calling me and all I heard was beep, 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 beep. Okay, so I'm going to go back. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no let me, let me hold on. Hold on. Just one uh, here. Oh my gosh. What the <laughs> heck is going on here? Stupid X-Files. I'll fix it. This I'll is, fix it. This is totally well, now, Thank oh, you. Yay. Oh my God. It worked. Well, now I have the other call still on hold. Yeah. So let's Maybe hang up that it, call. Should we not touch? Oh my God. There goes Rose. <laughs> I was just gonna I'm say, afraid nobody, to hang up the other. <laughs> I was just gonna say nobody touched anything. This one that's called Untitled Conversation. It's weird. Oh my gosh! This is... Hello. And I'm getting a phone Hi. call again. Hello. Yes. Can Casey. You hear me? Can you hear me? Casey, I got Sarah. Pete. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you consume it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third year too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, I'm your host, Pacey Pete, and uh, it's been another fun week of, of television. Welcome back to the show. Uh, let's kick things off. Uh, alongside, uh, always, is Miss Sarah Belmont. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm good, Sarah. I'm, <laughs> I'm putting the pressure on you. I want to hear your theory spiral for what we're going to talk about today. So Okay, just let me go get the cork board, and we'll be fine. I'll, I'll get the red string and everything. Oh, yeah. You're going to connect all the dots. All yeah. the dots. Uh, and we got a couple guests on with us today. Uh, first up, uh, you've, heard her on, you've heard her on the show many times. Uh, welcome back from MoviePilot.com, Miss Rose Moore. Hello, Pete. And it, Sarah, of course. <laughs> it's uh, always good to have you on and always fun to talk TV with you. Yeah, it's always fun to be on. Thanks for having me again. Of course. And um, also making his uh, his uh, grand uh, reappearance uh, from our from our site, uh, GWW.com. <laughs> the Capes. Uh, oh, my God. I'm like not <laughs> I am out of it right Pete, now. Calm down. It's not that big a deal. All right. I know I'm a cool guy, but you should just relax. Take a deep breath. We'll get through it together, I promise. The GWW Capes crew. Uh, welcome back, Casey. Uh, Pete, I'm just fair warning tonight. This is a tease. Someone may or may not cry during this episode. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, it's probably not going to be Sarah or Rose. I'm just, just putting that out there. Oh, what? really? <laughs> Ooh, now I'm interested. Well, this narrows things down very, very interestingly. <laughs> here to cry so i don't understand what's going on <laughs> yeah matt's the crier of scene and nerd so. seriously <laughs> all right well uh matt isn't here as we said so no redactions this week so we're just gonna jump right into tv talking and, and i want to kick things off with uh the x files um i'm probably gonna run this one solo but that's okay uh i really wanted to talk about x files this week um you know i had the, they had the back-to-back premiere uh Mulder and scully are back 
Um, it was it was really exciting. You know, I know that I actually I read a lot of the reviews of it after it premiered. It seemed to get a lot of hate. There was a lot of you know it was terrible, and you know first the first episode was really bad. The the second episode was much better. Um, I tend to think that both episodes were really good. It to me it felt like they never left. Um, they they just it just kind of continued from where they left off, and and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, although uh, if you have Wait. ever seen Californication, um, uh, David Duchovny does come off more like a. Um, more like, oh, God. Hold on, guys. Sorry. All of a sudden, just it's recording finished. That's not good. You guys still there? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I don't know what the <laughs> heck happened. Wait, do we have to start from the top? Because I no, feel no, no, like no, my no. opening was I'm, really good. I'm, and no, no, I don't no. That's going to that. stay. That should stay. <laughs> um, I might. I might. You know what I'm going to do is I'll probably just redo my X-Files stuff again. So. Oh, boy. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Rose keeps Rose keeps popping off. Um, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to recall you. I, we don't have to redo all that in, that intro. What I'm gonna do because Rose is the last one I added. I I started. I uh, I added to the phone call. So whenever she drops off, um, or any or actually no anyone in the call at at the end. Um, the last one I added I added to the call. It just the recording drops for some reason. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna recall you guys back. Okay. And then I'm going to I'm going to call her I'm going to Rose I'm going to call you first. I'm, okay. And then I'll add Sarah and Casey that way if Rose drops off we don't drop off any of the recording. Okay. So just to be on the safe side cuz that was I was like, "Oh no, like we're doing really well and that happened." <laughs> so give me one second here. Okay, I'm going to hang up real quick. I'm going to call you guys right back. Okay. okay. All right. I still blame the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> It's a whole, it's all X Files fault. It is. As soon as you as soon as you started talking about it, dude. It just went out. Oh my gosh. We're not saying it's because you talked about X Files. We're just saying that there's a correlation in there. You know? It's not a causation, but definitely a correlation. Aliens. Aliens. This aliens. 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 You got some stuff going on there. I've seen plays. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, can we officially say Casey's not going to be on? <laughs> we might need to. We might. Rose, do you have a lot to say about Agent Carter? Uh, not a huge amount. I mean, yeah. I can't talk about it, but I'm more excited about Legends of Flash, so. Yeah. We can definitely move forward with that. Oh. <laughs> Casey, are you kidding me? <laughs> he just said, give me five minutes. I think I might have figured it out. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> so this is Casey, a prima donna. <laughs> you gave him that intro and everything, Pete. <laughs> It's all my fault. It's all my fault and the alien's fault. See what happens. It's all connected. <laughs> There's not enough room on the line for Casey's ego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The next time it's just got to be like a one-on-one with Casey. I can't have like a bunch of people come on. That ego mm. just boots everyone off. <laughs> It's like the size of a planet. 
Hey Rose, you're kind of you're coming to Comic Con, right? Uh, that's or... the plan right now. Okay. I have I have my 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 press passes set up for this year, so as long as I can get the money or convince someone to uh, send me down, then I'm good. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Really hoping for the second of those two. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I can manage it, you know. Cool. Yeah, if I go, In it'll be for the... a day or two. Won't be it'll won't be long. So. Yeah, we'll be able to hang out again, hopefully. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Hopefully, run into everybody. That would be cool. <clears throat> Trying to convince Sarah to come to Comic Con. Never gonna happen. Come to Comic Con. Why not? Never gonna happen. I am no, no because, people. Because, no. because Felicity Smoke isn't there. No, she's at Comic Con. <laughs> she's at San Diego. Comic Con. She like has to, to go to that. No, no, no. It scares me. No. It scares you. What does it scare you? you People. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the videos. I I watch the pa- panels online, and no, I would have an anxiety attack. It would just be bad. I would no. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be the best person to hang out with either, because I would be constantly trying to find an exit. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, you know, means it's no. funny. Like, it's not that insanely crowded. Like I know everyone thinks it is all the time, and maybe it's just because I live in big cities and I go to crowded places a lot. But like, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's... your definition of crowded is really different than mine. <laughs> Coming from Alaska, <laughs> and then I moved to a smaller city than where I grew up. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of true. I mean, your inner circle is bears, so anything beyond that is definitely scary for Sarah. You know, that brings me to the point. Why didn't you mention, why did you cover up Matt not being here when really he had to fly to Alaska to hang out with the bears so that he could actually ask me questions about what it's like to live amongst them? Well, that's Research. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's total research. Oh, I should have totally said that, though. Oh, man, I got to use that. <laughs> this is a comedy podcast we don't talk about television no okay i have another call coming in now oh, dear. oh okay maybe okay. he's trying to call us all so let's yeah he's trying to call us all should we try to answer let's, it let's try and answer and see what happens all right all right sarah hello I've okay, been... I can still hear you, okay. Pete. Okay, Sarah's. I see Sarah on, but she must be on. Yeah, I see her little box, but I don't see her there. And I can't. I have this other. Oh no, the other call's now gone. Yeah, I only have you and Sarah. So now I'm back onto the original call. I pushed. I I clicked accept on that other call, but uh-huh. nothing ever happened. So we just lost Sarah. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can get her back. Oops, says she's on. Okay. Yeah, it's saying that she's... Oh, wait, no. Now it's saying that she's not on. Yep, I just... I, I was just trying to call her just in case and see how that worked. I have never had this problem before. What is going on? No, what? I've never had it be this bad. Yeah, this is, like, just really bad. Like, I... Like, we've had, like, five people on a Skype call, so I don't know what is going on here. Yeah, like, I've had someone drop in or out, and then they, you know, you just close down Skype, come back in, get called, and you're fine after that. 
Like, I've never had it continue for a solid, like, we're at, like, 45 solid minutes of, uh, of Skype fuckery. Hello, you're back. 45 minutes of wasted time. This is... 45 minutes of fuckery, which yep. sounds okay, like a band pessimism, game. people, okay? This is 45 I, that, minutes okay. of team building. <laughs> a, Trust fuckery exercises. not necessarily a bad thing. Trust exercises are fully in the category of fuckery, and 45 Minutes of Fuckery sounds like a band name, and I'm claiming it. That might be the title of the show. Just <laughs> That might be the Thank title of the show. That is just... Oh my goodness. Okay, um, uh, hey Sarah, why don't you know what? I'm, why don't you try calling Casey on your Skype? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we can do this pattern all over again? Because at okay. this point, we're just going to do Flash Arrow and Legends. I'm getting mad. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, actually, I like this because Pete, Rageful Pete is really funny to me. Yeah, she heard me rage about Collider. I've heard you rage about so much stuff over the past, like, months. So entertaining to me. Okay, who is calling? I, I'm calling Pete, or Casey. No, you're calling all of us. I, well, you know, my computer does things. Wait, 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 do we have Casey? No, we don't have Casey. I just heard him. Wait, do we? Casey. I can hear Casey. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can hear all of you. How is... hear Casey? I can hear him. I, I can't, can. like, see him. Can Rose, Rose, can you hear Casey? I can hear him and see him. <laughs> Wait, you can see my face? Yeah, I can, well, I can feel your profile. I can feel, I can see your profile picture. Oh, oh, I get it. Got it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't have my makeup on, so I didn't want that to happen. Okay, sorry, okay oh, let's oh. try this again before this thing shits the bed. <laughs> You guys ready? <laughs> Always. All <laughs> time. Okay, so uh, we're going to try to get started again. We apologize. I don't know what is going on uh, with Skype, but we are getting caught off like every five seconds, it feels like. Every time we start getting on a roll of talking, it just cuts us off. So um, we're going to get into the flash, and hopefully you'll stick around with us. Um, all right, so let's just dive in real quick. Uh before we got cut off, Casey, you were talking about how something that happened that what happened with the reverse flash in terms of him coming back to life, it seemed, even though it he shouldn't be. Doesn't it doesn't like this actually doesn't happen in the comic books, right? I mean it could have. I mean you you gotta understand Flash is a character that's had sixty years of comics at this point, probably. Maybe less than that, fifty, forty, forty years probably. Uh but, I mean, there's probably a storyline in there where something similar has happened, but nothing comes to mind uh, immediately. But, I mean, I don't – his it, 
they certainly have time traveled together. Um, but their battle has always been about him just hating the Flash, uh, and that's what comes through in the show. Um, I don't really understand in the show why he hates the Flash so much. I mean, in the comics, they dealt with that much more of kind of like he was just always kind of very rival and, and someone that uh, that he felt like he could beat, and uh, and the Flash always got the best of him. And after so many times of being beaten, you know, you just can't handle it so so much, and then you just snap. So. Um, so I'm interested to see how the show kind of portrays that rivalry, rivalry a little better. Cause we don't, I mean, I don't think I understand from the show why Eobarthon hates the Flash so much. Yeah. That's, that's never really explained. It's just, it's more of just it. He just hates him, um, without giving a really, uh, a really good reason. Uh, now another thing that was going on, uh, during the episode was the whole, um, relationship of. Well, what was the relationship of Barry and Patty and how we saw her off and and she was a little clever at the end, even though she she did figure it out uh, of who Barry was, you know, um, she she was a little clever at the end trying uh, of uh, calling him when she thought when he thought that, you know, she needed him and was in all kinds of trouble. Um, and it was really just to, you know, it was I, I kind of I really liked that scene. I thought it was a good send off. Rose, what did you think of, of that whole relationship and how it ended and and the fact that it left the door open for Patty to come back? I really liked it. I like Patty. Um, I'm not too concerned about seeing the matchups that we've seen from the comic books. I'm not super obsessed with getting the comic books in precise live action. I know that a lot of fans are, and that's totally cool. But uh, I'm not too concerned about seeing Barry end up with Iris, especially because they were raised as brother and sister here. That's weird to me. I have a bit of a eesh on that one. Um, That's the only way I can describe it. It's an ick factor. There's a bit of an (laughs) ick factor for me as like, you were essentially raised as siblings from a very young age. I'm not sure I want to see you two get together at this point. Uh, so I was really happy with Patty. I think it was a really good way to, to, to end it. I was, uh, I think it really tugged at my heartstrings. I was glad that, you know, she figured it out and, and they sort of had this playoff where they both now know that she knows. But she's still going to go do her own thing because he wouldn't tell her. And he's still going to go do his own thing because he didn't totally feel like he could trust her. And it speaks to his trust issues. And I think it added some more layers to him. And I'm happy to see a relationship of his end that isn't through, like, either death or mass dramatic comic book stuff. But that is just a very realistic relationship that, you know what? timing didn't work what you want out of life didn't work and trusting didn't work i like it yeah it was that was that was handled very very well i i thought it was also a good a nice send off to her character um it it that whole and that whole final scene with them really made sense to me it just it, it's just kind of encapsulated where they were at that moment like you said rose it just it's time it just it didn't work out the way it could have at that time just because they were in very different places um, you know, the other thing going on was we had, hold uh, on, Pete, hold on, Pete, oh. I gotta say something here. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Rose, um, Rose, I feel like you're speaking to me directly, because I am that comic book person. <laughs> I feel like I was a little harsh. Number one. <laughs> uh, it's not to you, I swear, because no, no, no. so, I'm but, a massive but, comic fan as well. But, you make an excellent point I never thought about. That is super icky. Right, though? Yeah, it's I mean, totally like, icky. Like, like I love like, the yeah, comics. Right. Yeah, I so love 
I love the comics. I'm a huge comic book fan. I'm a big comic book reader. I don't necessarily feel like the TV has to follow it exactly because I just see it as like an alternate timeline or an alternate universe or whatever. But yeah, in this case, I was like, oh, Lordy, you've, you're making the people who were meant to be together from the comics brother and sister? Dude, like... No, I agree with you on the comic thing because that's a stupid mentality to have because you could just go read the fucking comic. Like, why would you want to watch it on TV too? Exactly. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, I agree. But yeah, it, it is super icky. That's 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 a bummer. Because I've always known them like to be together. I think they've always been married since yeah. I started reading comics, and that was before. Um, that was when Iris was still white too. So I mean, it's uh, it's 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 been it was a really really long time that they've been married. In fact, he's been dead and resurrected and been married again. Uh, yeah. to her. So, like, this is, this is uh, like, it's like Jean Grey and Cyclops DC style. Like, they're always together. Or even totally Spider-Man can't... and Mary Jane in that, if you want to throw that in there, too. I'm a, I'm a Black Cat fan. So. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. My bad. Um, no, that's interesting, though. I, you, you know, you bring up the ick factor with that. I didn't even think about that. Just maybe because we maybe it's because even last season when we saw that that tease that in the future she's iris west allen and so everyone hangs on to that not remembering that hey these two grew up together like brother and sister even though they aren't but that does kind of come into play so yeah i i definitely agree that is kind of odd um you know uh the other thing i wanted to talk about was uh cisco and how he got to harness his powers are uh, a lot more. Can we not talk about Cisco, please? Oh, what? His powers. <laughs> the are, worst, you, are, you, are you not down uh, with Vibe? The powers are so dumb. And I, we've had this conversation before. And every time they say Vibe is a verb, or uh, oh. it drives me crazy. Like, it's not that's not a word. You can't Vibe something. Like, they need to figure out a better way. Then he had the glass, uh, which is it's too much for me. What, just what make him dance like and have the vibration powers. You just that, that's way cooler. <laughs> well, did is, is I, so I don't know much about his his character in the comic books. Is it are they? Does it seem like it's it's holding true to who he is in the comic no, books? Or, no, okay, no, no, okay. no, no, no. This is a character they've completely just done with their own thing with. The only thing is the vibe word. That's the only thing that they share in common. Okay. In the comic book, he is literally a. <laughs> He's literally a b boy who gets powers, and then when he dances, like things shake around him. That's his. That and he's, that's he's. That's where his name comes from. He vibes. So they're like giving that. they're giving him more than what he should be is basically. Yeah, basically. and I I guarantee you, like I'm sure the conversation was had in the room, like are we gonna give him like vibration powers, and if we do, like what is how does that reflect upon like Aiden to shield, and are we like taking that thing from them? Exactly. Uh, so I'm sure that conversation coffee. was had. Yeah. And so that's why I'm sure we get these weird powers from him or not. And because Jeff Johns just put out a vibe book like six, probably a year ago. I think when the new 52s just started. And it was definitely the B-boy like vibe character with the crazy outfit and everything. So the fact that he is like an overseer of the show and would go completely in a different direction. I totally think it was because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not wanting to like mess with that. I didn't even think about that. I think it's kind of because they, like, Berlanti and crew have a bit of a habit of taking uh, names from the comic books and turning them into something totally different. I mean, like, Felicity Smoke 
before we get into the whole new code name thing, her name originally existed in a comic in a much smaller sense than Vibe, and they just kind of like scooped a name up, and they're like, yeah, that's a good name, let's use that and create a totally different character off of it. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that happening. Uh, I do wish they would stop killing Cisco. <laughs> stop killing yeah. him. He's killed him like four times now. Can we just like, can he just live for more than a few episodes in a row, please? Yeah, he definitely had the Back to the Future thing going on in that scene. And I was just like, I don't know if you guys thought about that. When when uh, his conversation with Eobard Thawne somehow caused some sort of uh, rift in the timeline. I don't know how, to me, I don't know that conversation i i don't know can someone i don't know sarah what did you think it's the powers pete because that conversation he has with eobard thon he's explaining to you that this character in the first season came back and through the events of the first season gave cisco his powers if eobard thon is held forever in that chamber he never will go back there none of the events from the first season will happen and Cisco will have never gotten his powers. And then I think this, I mean, Cisco also died in the first season, technically, yeah. in that other timeline. Mm-hmm. So maybe it reverted back to that original timeline. And so Cisco actually died yeah. because of Eobard. So there's a lot, but a lot of possibilities. But My then nose is bleeding with... just from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Very well This done. is when we need the time police to come in and explain this shit. Oh right? my god, you in the time police. Oh my, no, the explanation <laughs> last week was totally full of BS. Because they, in the Vandal Savage episode, he literally obliterates all of them. Like, that would have been, and then Barry goes back in time and resets it all. I think that's a huge moment in time that someone would have had to come in and say something about. And no one no one shows up. No one gives Barry, like, a time lecture. That's all I need. I just need one guy. It doesn't have to be Rick Hunter. Well, maybe the Time Masters, time like, know that's going to happen. Maybe they, yeah. they're, in charge, they're in charge of time. So, therefore, at least to me, I think they know everything. They know every... Um, everyone, every bad, every villain that's attempting to screw things up that would have an effect on the timeline. They would know Barry is going to go back in time at certain points, even though he may not know, um, he, the Time Masters know that um, yeah, this let's is going to happen. I'm waiting for it, Pete. No, 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 but they, they know it's going to happen, so therefore they don't need to intervene. So they don't need to jump in and say, hey, Barry, you got to do this, or we need to stop Vandal Savage. They know all these things are going to happen, therefore that's why they play out. See, I think what you're thinking is on a grander scale. Um, well, think, it, think it's infinite thing, crisis, like that grander scale. I feel like Legend set it up though with Kronos when he was going around like assassinating people, and every time like he would like confront someone, he'd be like, "Oh, did you? How do you affect the timeline?" And that's another problem I have with Legends of Tomorrow too. And this is sorry, totally off subject, but like Doctor Stein and and Ray are uber scientists of like world-changing level like they invent things that change the world so for you to tell me that if they were around or they if they died like they wouldn't make any difference on the world that makes no sense like that's ridiculous well i think like, that was more no of, way i think i see with that scene i didn't i know he was saying that to say oh basically i was just using you like you guys you don't mean anything i don't think he was saying that in the sense where it was going to stick, like, how do I explain it? It's, 
I think they you're would saying have it's, an it's valuable. Of... Like they can change their 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 fate. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, in the context of him choosing, because that's why he that's why he chose them. That's what I'm saying. Chrono sets it up when he confronts those two people and the, like those two randos, mm-hmm. like outside the ship, and he's like, oh, they're not, they're not whatever to the time stream. They're not a, significant. So like it kind of establishes that same fact. So you, you it gets across the point that yeah, these people aren't significant because so, there's other people out there too that aren't significant. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. It's a huge stretch to think that these two scientists, like the other people or whatever, uh, but the two scientists, like Stephen Hawking level scientists, like aren't <laughs> significant. Like it wouldn't cha- like wouldn't change the world in any way or it contribute to science in some fashion like down the road like that's just like, well but know. okay I'm ray, ray right at now. this point is still theoretically dead to the larger world isn't he he never actually came back that's a good right point, yeah. so he's dead so he wouldn't contribute anything under his own name at in any shape or form because he's he's dead as far as the world knows and martin stein as well as being largely discredited after some of the things that happened that we explored earlier in the flash is now at this point essentially old and retired so like we've we've established the fact that before we discovered he was Firestorm, he'd essentially retired to be with his wife, and it was only Firestorm that brought him back out. So at that point, in both of their timelines, I could arguably see that they wouldn't have made a massive contribution to the scientific community. Okay, that makes sense. If you're saying that you have, you have to pluck them directly from that moment in time, yeah, that makes total sense. Then see, this is why I hang out with smarter people than you, <laughs> because I'm an idiot, and I just like bright colors and 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 pretty faces so (laughs) well that was good no no that was good that that rose made total sense right now that like that totally i think that that sometimes (laughs) good job rose well that no that that attests to my other argument with that show don't get me wrong we'll talk about that show later but uh we can talk about it now (laughs) no because i'm gonna start crying (laughs) but uh I'm already turning up just thinking about it. Um, but yeah, another problem I had was like, out of all the points in history, out of all the entire points in time and space that you can choose people, you choose eight people from the same exact moment in time. Like that was a little like coincidental. Well, and that then, might like, have been more of a convenience <laughs> for. I know, I know, know. I know. That's what I know. It's, it's a stretch, but like I'm saying, like. At least for the hot people, he could have went back in time and grabbed, like, another, like, set of hot people. Like, because there's a whole bunch of those, you know what I mean? Just to make it, like, a little well, bit more believable. But, well, yeah, I understand. If, if I, you I think about like it. it was intentional, you know? Like, I feel like he has to pick people that are connected because that's the way to do the least amount of damage to the timeline by introducing time travel and the variable that if any of those people had said no... You wouldn't want people from, like, different centuries and decades going back and putting out these rumors of time travel. He's picked people who are, like, previously dead, uh, currently already dead, criminals, etc., from one period. Also for just ease of travel. Like, we've discussed how much time jumping sucks in the first two episodes. Like, time jumping, it sucks, and it hurts your body, and it's not too good for you. We get the general impression it's not too good for you. I get the feeling he doesn't want to leap around more than he absolutely has to and doesn't want to risk it. So pulling people that could be from one time period that work together that way, that are all trained or superpowered correctly, would be like, yeah, that's an incredibly good time to do it. Pick then. And then you don't have to wander around picking stuff up from different time periods. I'm now imagining Rip Hunter 
like me with a grocery list going like <laughs> I need bananas and yogurt and chicken and I could well, pick like a- them all up from Safeway or I could waste half my day wandering around and getting them from different stores. I'm just saying we could have got cool like Bill and Ted well, like excellent adventure thing going on here. Well, if, if you think about it too. But once again, Pete, hold on. <laughs> I think Ro- I think we figured out something here. That's a huge scoop. Rose is a time master. <laughs> because no one should know this much information about time and travel and, and time travel. Shh, don't tell anyone. Well, here's the thing too about the show is is in its it's it's in its first season, we have to remember that. And so what they're doing right now is gonna build upon what they do in the future. I mean there's always been a, there's already been teases that you know, they're going to go, uh, or not a tease, it's already confirmed that Jonah Hex is going to be visited at some point. Uh, and, and they've already said, too, that the cast of Legends of Tomorrow is not concrete. This is not a set-in-stone cast. Um, this could very potentially be a revolving door every season, um, which would be very cool. Um, you know, there was a rumor a long time ago, I, we don't know how, you know, how real this rumor is, how, how even close they are to the, even this, or... or if there's any, like, you know, take her with a grain of salt, but uh, there was something that said that Constantine could potentially become uh, a, 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 a series regular next season. Now, like I said, that is a huge rumor that was uh, reported on just months ago, but it just, it to me, that just speaks to the, what they see in the future, how how the cast can change and, and still kind of keep the whole time travel thing and the comic book, uh, comic book formula, you know, keep it all working. So, um, I certainly think it could, it could go that way. But I, I mean, I, that's to me, that's what makes it very exciting. Like, we could get different heroes and villains each season, and I think that'd be super cool. Um, all right, so let's. I would give my left nut for a Swamp Thing fucking <laughs> appearance. It could happen. Hey, it could Call happen. Call it now, Pete. It could. <laughs> Could happen. All right, so let's really quickly uh, wrap up our uh, flash talk uh, before we move on to Arrow. Um, uh, Sarah, what did you think of them wrapping up uh, the Mama West storyline? Did you like that? Oh, um... come on, Pete. No, 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 no. No, no. We are not talking about that storyline and not not talking about Hunter Zolomon. Oh, okay. Would you rather talk Come about Come on. Would you rather talk about Hunter awesome. Zolomon? Okay. All right. Yes, then... and I have no idea what it means because I don't read the books, but it's still pretty cool, whatever it means. Uh Rose Can or Casey, would you care to f- would you guys uh <laughs> want to field this one? Uh I'll let Casey take that one. <laughs> I Hunter Zolomon does not sound like a familiar name that I Really? Okay, no. based on research. I'm shocked. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He's another reverse flash, Shocking. and he's also called Zoom. In the comics. Oh, see, that's... In the comics. Yeah. There's 100 fucking Zooms and reverse flashes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the problem, too. There's there's always some fucking guy that puts on the uh, uh, yellow flash costume and says he's fucking... Uh, <laughs> Reverse Flash or Zoom. There's only one Reverse Flash in my world, and that's Eobarthon, everybody. <laughs> I don't know. There, well, and and you know what? Something I didn't think about while I was watching the episode and that reveal happened, but that reveal also speaks to this notion that the Earth 2 characters that we may encounter f- throughout the rest of the season may have a different identity, a different name, and not be who we know them on Earth One now, which 
is different than what we saw in the first half of the season. So that has me a little bit more excited. And I'm still just waiting for, I think it's episode 13 when we finally go to Earth 2. Yeah, it's a totally part thing. Yeah, and Casey earlier this week dropped yeah, he's a spoiler about that episode. See, nobody, he's from New Earth. Nobody cares about that place. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, it could be significant now. <laughs> no. I still attest that I really hope that Zoom is not a person and he's just a force of nature. Like, uh, that, that's kind of what the Flash comic is doing now, where the, the reverse Flash isn't like a isn't an actual being. He's just like a force of the speed force, like a a, a, a part of it, like a piece of it that kind of like... Like a off. remnant of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, and, I, and that makes sense too, if you're trying to create, like if, if Wells is trying to create uh, an artificial speed force, like if, and if, and if he did do that, then it would make, he made a Frankenstein basically of the speed force. Damn, that was really fucking smart. Yeah. Are you recording I... this? <laughs> yeah, we got you all there, man. All right, cool. All right. Um, well, you know, it's really funny because... I remember encountering an article like November or December, which speculated about Jay Garrick actually being Zoom because it's really convenient that he doesn't have his powers now. So this reveal at the end got my mind wheels turning where I'm just like, well, are we witnessing like this season, Jay Garrick or even Hunter Zolomon becoming Zoom at the end? Like it, like this whole season is their origin story story of a sense so i don't know i feel like nobody responds when i talk and <laughs> I <wanna> know, <laughs> what is jay doing all day like well, he, just, he, like, he said he, just, he said like, he was so doing he's looking for he's him writing he's in his diary oh, about that's right. He's, right. he's looking for his the guy that doesn't exist <laughs> yeah i don't know he spends a lot of time just doing seems like nothing i, I well, hope that He's only around when they want him to be around, it also seems like. Okay, maybe this is, like, their fault. Maybe Team Flash just never calls him to go for coffee or something. <laughs> They're just like, where's Jay Garrick? I don't he know. We need him in, now. Sitting in a lo- alone in a room crying with a picture of Barry just caressing it. <laughs> I know. For all we know, they're like after like they you know solve a crime, they're like, hey, let's go to Big Belly Burger. Did someone call Jay? No. Oh, oh well. You <laughs> can, we, okay, um, can we talk about with Jay and Caitlin for a minute here? Because we know from images of an upcoming episode that we're yeah. going to see the Earth Two version of Caitlin, which is right. um, Killer Frost. Killer Frost. Yes. And oh, there's like multiple things that I want to talk about from those photos. But Do so it. Jay Garrick. <laughs> is the Flash on Earth 2, right? And right. he's over here because he's lost his speed. So he's gone up against the Earth 2 villains. So presumably, he's bumped <laughs> into Killer Frost before, yet he comes over here and meets Caitlin Snow and is like, damn, you want to go out sometime? Like, what? <laughs> Why? She's not wearing the blue lipstick. So he just doesn't know who she yeah. is? Like, Maybe. oh, no, no, no. no. It's, it's just... She's it's the Superman effect. Yeah, really. Change one thing on your face and you're good to go. Right? I'm like, oh, she, she dyed her hair and she's like not wearing black leather and blue lipstick. So he has no clue that this is like surely. Oh, it just bugs me. It bugs me to know that Earth 2 Flash, a.k.a. Jay Garrick, has gone up against Killer Frost, but apparently is massively attracted to Caitlin Snow. There's some Freudian shit going on with Jay Garrick there. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think, um, what was that serum when they did the crossover and it was the Flash episode that Jay used and he got the Speed Force back? 
to save Wells. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Like the zero. I want to say it was like zero. No, it's not zero matter. No, Different no, no, no. Show. <laughs> I know, I know, Pete, I know. No, there was a serum, and I've forgotten what it was called. Yeah. But there was a velocity? serum that he used. Zero, was it, it zero velocity? Zero velocity. Hey, was. there was a zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feeling the love. <laughs> yeah, but that could come back into play to cure him. Because yeah. he needs he needs the speed force if he wants to stay alive, right? That's yeah. what I got. Personal personal theory with the Hunter's Almond thing is just yeah. that it was a convenient way for the writers to be like, actually, let's just remove this dude and uh, we'll, we're going to do the same thing that they do with Vibe and Felicity. We're going to get rid of him, but add in a comic book name for funsies, for comic book fans. But they're um, both comic book names. Exactly. So I think that they're just, and they do that, that like they put in comic book names and then do something totally different with them. Just because they oh, like using comic book names, like they use like Andy yeah. Diggle is named after one of the writers, right? Right. Like they they kind of add in names. They do a twist. Yeah, on for it. Easter eggs rather than for like actual. They're like nods, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. just little nods to things. Also, side note, because I talk about this as much as I physically can. With the other photos, we've seen uh, the other, uh, the other firestorm, Deathstorm. Deathstorm. Yep. Yep. Can we talk about the fact that Deathstorm is technically a Black Lantern and they keep dropping Green Lantern heads? <laughs> and I am so convinced they're going to do a Green Wait, Lantern. Wait, I'll do you show one next. better. I'll yeah, do, you one better. do it, Casey. He he they, he they were recently in a storyline where he's part of the uh, the Crime Syndicate, which is basically the Evil Justice League. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, technically, there is an Evil Justice League in Earth Two, with like. Ultraman and and Superwoman and fucking uh, what's the the Green Lantern's weird? It has like a clover leaf on it. It's something uh, Power Ring is what it's called. Um, and who's and the evil reverse evil Flash guy? I forget what his name is. Um, and most importantly, though, fucking Owlman. Now Owlman would be a perfect villain for the Flash because it would allow them to do a Batman's s story hmm. with like an evil Batman. Because Owlman's a fucking badass. So I that's cool. what gets me excited. Like, if because they're gonna run out of villains at some point, so they're really gonna have to dig deep. And if we could get like an Owlman, like on the Flash, that would be that'd blow my mind. I'd give my right nut for that. <laughs> Casey, I actually thought you were gonna bring up that um, what Robbie and Mel said at Heroes Villains Fan Fest over the weekend. That spoiler. Uh, what did he we'll say? Did I miss this? Oh my the- god. It is a big spoiler. He dropped a huge spoiler at, at Heroes of the Villains Fan Fest saying that uh, he was going to be back in a future episode as Deathstorm, and he was going and Deathstorm's going to kill off a main character. Excellent. Yeah. The question so it is, could totally who... be Jay Garrick. Yeah, you know what? Some people. <laughs> who was it? Some um, Everett was saying that it could be Caitlin. No, no, no. We don't source Everett. Okay. No. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So just nix everything that Everett says. Got it. Yeah, that's what I always do. I didn't say that, by the way. Those are totally Sarah's words. No. Um, so, all right. So let's move on, actually. Let's let's talk about the other Amel, uh, Stephen Amel, and this week's Arrow, where it was very uh, Diggle Brothers-centric. Um, and some good flashbacks, actually, that... <laughs> Let's start with Casey. Yeah. 
Oh. What? <laughs> Casey, do you not like the Diggles? I don't like the... I, number one, I hate that name. Like, it, it's too close to Diddle. Like, way too close. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. And I just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just not... Like, I'm just not one for giving shitty people chances, no matter how related to them I am. Right. And, like, he just tries so hard. And, like, his brother is just such a dirtbag. And, obviously, he's murdered people, like, a lot. A lot of people. Yeah. So, like, I don't, like, why? Why? Why do you care about change? Like, why? To be fair, Team Arrow's killed a fair share of people. Yeah, but they were bad guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true, I, like, you are not a human if you're a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, totally valid point. And, it, and it's the Nathan Drake factor. Like he, yeah, he's a. If if you look in hindsight, like Nathan Drake's a murderous monster because he's killed thousands of pirate people. But uh, yeah, I, it, I don't know. It's they, they just it's, they're not interesting to me at all. And like I just cannot sit here for five more episodes and listen to them like have this. Back and forth for five reps. I can't do it. Well, I don't think that's going to happen much longer. I think to me, this kind of wrapped up their story. And if anything is going to happen, his I would think his brother's going to die at some point. I don't think. I hope so. I, not for Casey's enjoyment, <laughs> but for the story as a plot device. He's in a different grave, though, right? No, no, no it's not the guy in the grave. It is definitely no, no. not the guy in the grave. Definitely no, no. not. No, definitely it's not, not important no. enough to be in the grave. But uh, I'm, no, I'm telling you, the guy in the grave is the kid. And then, because what's going to happen is you're just going to pull tight on that grave, and it's going to pull back, and then you're going to mm-hmm. see two graves, and you're going to realize it was his kid and the wife. They've no, done I'm that. Voting, I'm the voting girlfriend. Quentin Lance. It's Quentin. Um, I'm calling oh. Quentin because they put up those big, um, those big wreaths, wreaths around the grave, which are always there at the at the public figures. We also see in the background of some of the shots, there are a lot of police officers in dress uniform, and it explains Felicity's sadness because it'll break her mother's heart. And yeah, it where makes is her sense mom? Because Damien Dark kills him for betraying him. It makes perfect sense. Let, it's Quentin Lance. I'm sticking with it. Let me ask you something. Those Lances can't catch a break, man. Let me ask what. you something, Rose. What if it's Donna? And what if oh, God, all those cops... <laughs> put everything together because Quentin had it done that way to honor her. Because he couldn't. Have you ever like, okay, there's there's honoring someone who happens to be in the force, but we're in we're in a city where people die routinely. Like, but, you know, every other anybody, get is a death. I got a question. It is to everyone else. Like, you but know, let's face it, Donna doesn't act no, but he wouldn't be able to get the entire police force together in dress uniform for his girlfriend. Okay. Not even like, that. Like, how long have they been together, Pete? Like, you're not doing that for someone you've been with for three months. Like, I mean, I, I could see, see it's not Donna. For, I could see him What's try that? to do that for three months, but he wouldn't be able to because, like, it. Come on, everyone dies in this but city. It's a think, horrible city right now. But why would Felicity have the reaction she would in the limo after he comes into the car? Yeah, so because so it doesn't Wait, wait, I'm Sarah, you were on board with me. On yeah, this. what happened? Her, if Felicity's mother died, she would be way more upset than that. She she was like, okay. I, I saw anger there. I saw hatred out of her. Well, we also yeah, don't know. What like, did you see out of Oliver? Well, to me, am, that am I, just... is there like leg on my line or something? <laughs> You're trying to get in here. Okay, get go, it, okay, go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead. Okay, okay. 
The thing about Donna Smoke being in the grave, why is it so important that, why is Felicity in the limo waiting while Oliver has this, like, intimate, personal, final goodbye to whoever is in that grave? Like, that's what's making me, the more you re- review not Felicity's reaction, but Oliver's reaction, it is something, somebody directly tied to him more so than her. And she has anger because she's involved in the attack. My thing about Lance is that, and, and you bring up Donna, where is Donna? Because why isn't Felicity comforting Donna if it's Lance in the grave? I have a feeling. Who cares about Donna? She's like a Z-level character. I care about Donna. She's adorable. (laughs) And also, why does Barry care if it's Lance in the grave? Because he shows up at the end. Uh He cares because he cares for Oliver and he cares for Oliver's city. And we're dealing with the fact that a pretty major attack has probably happened here. We may actually have seen like a major bombing out of City Hall or something. This may not be the only death to have this many police officers. And he's there because, you know what? Laurel has been Uh friends with Oliver forever. They have been, like, they're practically childhood friends, I believe. Like, he's known the Lances forever. You're proving Oliver, not Barry. Yeah. No, but Barry, as Oliver's friend, goes, like, okay, if you have, if you think of a friend of yours who you live in a different city from, and a childhood friend of theirs passes away, you wouldn't go to the funeral, but if you could run there in 10 seconds, you'd probably show up and go, dude, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Right, right. Now, I I, I think there's a high probability that it is Quentin. I just... I just question where where Donna is if she's emotionally distraught after that. I mean, you could argue she's comforting Laurel. But then again, well, why does Oliver get the final goodbye? And why isn't Laurel sticking around to say goodbye at the end? And I agree that we're looking at this very narrowly when there's a reason why I, I think Thea is in the hospital during the flash forward. I've already speculated about that in some posts I've written. And I think it is a major team event that happens that leads to not only one death but multiple people getting injured too and that's why felicity is so angry when she's in the limo is because uh, yeah i agree help. with you i agree with you completely because as well you mean like she's getting over the fact that she's been paralyzed yeah that's something to get a really big emotional reaction out of you and you know you're saying like where is everyone else well we don't actually know that this is oliver doing one final goodbye like this could be oliver doing something and someone else has already done it. We could have him go, and then there's a crowd of people waiting behind him to take their turn at the grave. I mean, this could be one day, two days after the funeral that he's come back to look at that grave, because we don't know how that is, and we don't see anyone else. We've only so far seen Oliver, then Barry, then we see that Felicity's in the car. So we're slowly removing people that we know aren't dead. And I think the other reason that we're not seeing Laurel or Thea or anyone else isn't necessarily that they're injured or that they don't care. It's not as important to them, but just because the writers don't want us to remove everyone else by process of elimination. Oh no, I understand. They're just sitting on the other side of the limo. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, no, the episode will just pan over one seat. Rose, who do you think he is? Like, they keep referencing referencing he, or you gotta kill that son of a bitch. Who is that? 
I'm assuming Damien Dark. I'm not going completely crazy with this one. I'm just, I'm either going Damien Dark or there is a very small part of me that's vaguely thinking Diggle and then it's Diggle's brother, which I know Casey will make you angry because you don't like the Diggles and you want them to disappear. But there is a possibility that Diggle is still, that Andy still working for Damien Dark ends up being the one to kill um, Diggle or Lance or whoever. And that's who they're speaking about with a bit more passion because they feel more emotionally connected to him after letting him out of the cell this episode and starting to connect with him again. I so might be down for a little Diggle and Diggle crime, though. That makes me fine. <laughs> The fact that you don't like that it sounds like diddle, but you're okay saying diggle on diggle is hilarious. <laughs> diggle on diggle. Oh my gosh, let's let's get into that a little bit. Um, uh, Rose, what did you, <laughs> Rose, what did you Be think? Bad, of... bad choice of words there. My... <laughs> I totally knew what I was doing right then too. Um, Rose, what did you think of the flashbacks and how it all kind of started to tie in together, uh, especially the uh, reveal at the end? I was really excited about that. I was really excited to see Andy's sort of torrid past connecting to Oliver's past on the island. I think that's cool. I'm really excited about it. I think it was done well, and I think it's a way to continue the flashbacks, even though fans haven't been super keen on them entirely. So I think it's a good way to make people more interested in the flashbacks again. I was, I loved it. Uh, Casey, what did you think of uh, Felicity's new code name? Wow, Blizzard is going to get a lot of free advertising. <laughs> I know, I've made that joke like five times already, but it's a good, good one, so I'm going to keep using it. Uh, I mean, it's cool. Uh, I I mean, I would have preferred Proxy. I think that's a little bit cooler. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just hear, every time I see hear Overwatch, I just think of that game. Um, but that's the world I live in, so I'm sure no one else has that problem. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's fine. It's 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 cool. Does anyone else find the new code name really just unwieldy? It's very clunky. I feel Overwatch <laughs> yeah. doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Yeah, it needs to be one. As a linguist, it bugs me. Yeah, proxy would have worked. Um, Watcher firewall. Worked. Firewall would have worked. You know. But yeah. yeah, for Overwatch, and when we were watching it, the first time he said it, my husband and I rewound and watched it again like three times, trying to hear what he was saying. Right. And that's not what you want for a code name. No. Well, even I thought I did think it was funny though when he said uh, he said um, Oracle Oracle's is taken. Take it. Take it. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, oh, here we it. go. This is another fucking problem I have with this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> if Oracle is taken. That means Batman exists. So <laughs> yep. at no point we're not going to mention the Cape Crusader who is wearing a bat costume in the city over, like doing the same exact thing that you're doing. Not once, not at any point ever. <laughs> you're not going to say anything about it. Ugh, I can't, like as a continuity whore, like that just bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm know. okay with it. I have a reasoning behind this, and I've said this to a few people that I like that they've alluded to it once or twice. They've uh, he's. Wayne Corp has shown up on a newspaper before. They've had one or two little things in the Legends uh, premiere. They mentioned them as well. I like the fact that they're like, yeah, this exists. But you know what? This city happens to live in enough of a little bubble that we don't really care. It's not particularly relevant. And I feel like that would actually happen. I feel like superheroes to us are this 
amazing non-existent thing. But if every city actually did have a superhero, we probably wouldn't care about the superhero for the next city over. Like, we don't care right. about the mayor or... Uh, the president or whatever, like we, we well, I mean, presidents maybe, but we don't care about the mayor of the next town over. I don't care about who's running the next province over particularly. I'm aware of it, but I don't talk about that day to day because it doesn't day to day affect me. The stuff that happens around. Wait, me you don't, you don't follow Barry listener from district 14. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was a, that was a political joke. All right, cool. Let's move on. Uh, but, you know, like, I mean, if you if you think about it, unless we're talking major overarching things, we don't tend to follow the news, the politics, or the crime from cities that are very distant to our own. And we see Barry and, and Arrow hanging out together often because Barry can get over there in 10 seconds and because they have access to a jet because it's yet another Green Lantern freaking reference um but if they were like if gotham city is you know halfway across the country it wouldn't matter if batman was there like what's he gonna do he doesn't how's he gonna get over there okay i get that but but and and you you can follow me this here if there was a batman and when arrow first came on the scene and he was murdering people even criminals no matter what batman would have popped over at some point and checked it out you think so really would oh absolutely you don't absolutely. think he would have had his hands full with gotham no. I mean, it's a fairly criminal heavy he, city he considers himself the righteous man if he knew he was heard he, he heard some vigilante was murdering criminals he definitely would have taken a break why would from he have heard that like does he sit and pour through the news articles for oh, every absolutely. paper for the entire world really the, i think the... we're overestimating batman <laughs> well yeah that's a superpower overestimation <laughs> oh my goodness um okay so let's let me just finish I'm just the, saying, let me just give me one ear in the shadow and we'll be good <laughs> All right, let's let's end the uh, arrow talk on on this, and and that is um, uh, for, well, first of all, I wanted to say I thought that uh, you know the scenes with Felicity talking to herself, I thought those were actually were actually very well acted out. I thought those were very enjoyable. Um, there was a a a word that uh, Andy utters when he's talking about Shadow Spear, and he says misdirection, and and I had this conversation with Sarah, and to me. You know, it was a good episode, but that word kind of rang true for the whole thing for me. I felt like this whole thing was one big misdirection to lead us away from what is really going on. Uh, now, maybe that's me going to my whole conspiracy theory thing and how, like, who's in the grave and who's going to be the one that commits the murder. Um, I don't know what, uh, Sarah, what do you think of, what do you think of, of that misdirection? Do you think that does play a part? Do you think we are kind of being misled in another way? So we are really surprised about those reveals. Um, I think, I think there's multiple ways you can look at it because I think it does foreshadow the eventual and inevitable turn that Andy's going to have and backstab his brother towards the end of the season. I don't know in what capacity that'll play out, but I do foresee that happening because even while he's still talking to Diggle, he mentions a lot of the same philosophy that Damien Dark has. So I feel like there is still a, an allegiance there. And he would be the type of person to choose 
Damien's way over his brothers. Like, he's not a hero. He's not built for that kind of vigilante behavior that his brother's accustomed to. So I think that's that's set up for that. There's also, with in terms of misdirection, Malcolm Merlin is up to something. <laughs> and I you have a I, weird obsession with Malcolm Merlin. So I think <laughs> we need to have a sit down talk about it because it's isn't that little, what we're doing now? Oh, okay. Pete, can we just turn this into an intervention? Because Sarah, the way you feel about Malcolm Merlin really hurt. <laughs> yeah, continue. Sorry. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I think you threw her off. So basically, you're what saying. You're basically you're saying that Malcolm Merlin's up to something, and we may see it very, very soon. Right? I yeah, and I wrote, and I think what Casey's referencing is something I wrote earlier this week about a spoiler I heard because there's going to be another rematch between Oliver and Malcolm, and physical hand-to-hand combat and everything. It's going to be really like it was in the season one finale. And it's going to end on a cliffhanger. Well, normally cliffhangers means like an implied death. And to me, I'm like, okay, they're going to kill off Malcolm, which makes sense, considering he's going to go and do a guest spot in rain. So they're going to quote-unquote kill him off. Then he's going to come back because of the Vandal Savage Ashes. Mm-hmm. which he, because I think that's his ploy. I think the next step, he has the League of Assassins. He wants to become immortal, I think. I think that's the next ploy, and he's trying to do that. And I think he's also, he wants to take down Damien, and he's going to use Thea and Oliver to do that. So I think, like, if you want to talk misdirection, I think he's so prone to mix misdirection in the show, and how the writers write him, he, like, season three was totally him controlling everybody from the start to the finish. I mean, he set up Sarah Lance's death and then worked his way until the end when Oliver gave him the League of Assassins. So I I, I just said, I'm just saying, keep your eye on him because he's definitely around for a reason. And I think if he does end up battling Oliver again and they kill him off again, he's not staying dead again. So. Yeah, it makes, that's, very good theory. And uh, if you want to read all of uh, Sarah's theory, she uh, has them all up at the GWW.com. Uh, very interesting. Uh, go ahead and take a look. Uh, let's move on to Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, which... Oh, hold on. Let me get my box of tissues. <laughs> which uh, finished its... Uh... Do you need an intervention, Casey? <laughs> no, they're, they're going to be happy tears, I promise. Oh, happy tears. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah, I'm really scared. I uh, know. Oh, you should be. You know, we had its part two of the pilot. Uh, which was very good. I'll just say that I I really really enjoyed uh, I really really enjoyed what they're doing. Period with Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I'm enjoying the action. The ac- it, it seems like they haven't missed a beat in terms of special effects. Like I feel like that's pretty pretty much been on point. Um, watching Adam kind of pop out of uh, Doctor Stein's jacket was really freaking cool. Um, flying through and that whole uh, military thing going on. We saw, or I'm sorry, the uh, whole terrorist. You know bidding for the nuclear weapons and then you had the nice little cameo of damien dark there which was pretty cool um rose what did you think of uh the banter amongst these characters we're starting to see some funny moments and then you know we had the moments with uh snart and uh, and ray palmer kind of going at it for a brief moment there I love it. I think this is such a character driven show and I think it's so cool to see 
how the characters interact, I actually think that's more fun than the plot for the most part. And I think that's what's fun about seeing team-up shows, really. Uh, I love Snart, um, Captain Cold, and Heatwave, and White Canary are just killing it as hilarious, mm-hmm. like, anti-heroes. I love them for that. I love their banter. Um, I'm going to be honest and say I'm not a big Adam fan. Ray bugs me a little because he's such a freaking Ken doll. And uh, with no no offense to Brandon Ruth at all, obviously, because it's just, it's sort of the character of, of Ray Palmer as well, is this very clean-cut good guy. He's never really even glanced over at the dark side of life, and I find that so boring. Um, so I, I love seeing... I, I very much uh, sympathize with Captain Cold when he's uh, putting him down. I love it. Yeah, that was, a lot, that was a lot of fun. I love the interaction when they got trapped inside uh, Vandal Savage's house in that little, like, secure... That, that Basically, that mini-prison... And and uh, and they had to talk it out a little bit, and yeah, that was that was uh, that was some really really nice dialogue. Uh, Sarah, what did you think of um, what did you think of the whole Hawkman and Hawk Girl? Uh, you know, he's try he's really he's we're still at the point where she's trying to figure out you know what this is with her you know the memories and trying to bring all this back and understanding what the knife was did you enjoy more of that dynamic in this episode which ultimately we're not going to get to see play out uh, a little bit more oh we're gonna see it play out a little spoiler bit spoiler alert Pete. It's, jesus it's christ <laughs> hey Come i'm on. not the internet i'm i'm not saying things right look let's just say fine spoiler spoiler alert if you have not seen legend tomorrow sorry hawkman dies there. Okay. There. I'm pretty sure the internet told everybody yeah, already. I know. I know. They told everybody before the episode exactly. was done. Exactly. But, Pete, by the way, my first thought when that happened was like, oh, this is how they're going to save money in special effects. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That is hilarious and so true. Uh, Good job, Casey. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. You're using that brain again. Yeah. Don't, don't count on it a lot. Do you think... Oh. Um, you know, you said that you know maybe this isn't the last time we're gonna see uh, uh, Hawkman. Do you, I mean, obviously it probably it it probably isn't. But but do you think? I mean, how would you how would you see him coming back? Well, I mean, you're doing time travel, so theoretically we could run into a lot of different versions of them, depending on how far back they go, depending on how far into the future they go. So there's potential there for them to play with. And I think that's one of the reasons why they did it. Not only because I think it's the, a lot of TV shows do this, especially when it involves a team. They kill off at least one of one member during the first episode. And technically this is still part two of the pilot. So I view it as one episode. And I think actually it would have played a lot better if they had aired it back to back. Um, but I understand why they did it due to the scheduling and everything. So, yeah, that's, I, I think there's potential there. Okay. Um, Casey, uh, what did you think of a lot of the storyline was, was Martin Stein seeing himself as a 25 year old. And, uh, and I don't know if this was ever clarified, but I thought it was interesting that he's 25 and working on his third PhD. I thought that was, I don't know, maybe he's like Sheldon crazy big bang well <laughs> what did you obviously Pete, i saw a lot of myself in him <laughs> uh, so there was that 
<laughs> but no, you I, saw the uh, arrogance. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, and the weed smoking, a lot of weed smoking in college. Um, but yeah, uh, I I I, lo- I love it. I love this show so goddamn much. Um, every I love everything about this show, uh, and I. I really like, like you said, I really like how they kind of delve in because they need to explain the time stuff and they need to deal with it right off the bat. I think doing, having him confront him, his younger self and having, getting all that stuff over with, like now we can move on. Now we know the rules and how things work and how things, how you can fuck things up. And, and, and we've had our uh, back to the future moment. Yeah, now we can yeah. go do the cool stuff and like, and go to the future and see Arrow with one arm and, and go to the past oh and gosh. see Jonah Hex. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I just, I fucking love this show. Yeah. They, it's they... so much, it's so comic book. Like, like it, Arrow started out like, as like, oh, we're going to try to ground this character and, and, uh, we're going to try to try to make it, uh, palatable for the public. And then Flash was like, okay, now we're going to introduce superpowers and, and, and make it a little bit more comic booking. And this show is just like, fuck it. We're full on comic book show now. Um, yeah. and, and I, I love it. Like that you said, like you said, the opening sequence was goddamn beautiful and it all, I would say it's better, not better, not, that's a stupid word. I would say it rivals like the Avenger, like the third act of the Avengers. Like, wow. that, that, like it, I, I, not, I'm going to start crying thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I, I cried. Like when I saw them all together, like I was tearing up, but I, like you said, when I saw hit, like, what's his name? Jump out of the jacket and, yeah, that and, was uh, cool. and Captain Cole, then heat wave, like. And they're like like doing the circle, both firing their beams, and and what's her name with her wet hair kicking ass, uh, white, white canary. Why is her hair always wet? That's so weird. Um, uh, I and and then fires like the best part was this is so fucking nerdy, but the best part was when like uh, they had to defuse a nuclear bomb or whatever, and Firestorm has to go like take it and then absorb oh, yeah. like all yeah. the nuclear blasts. Like that's like that is what like that's how powerful this character is. Like we haven't really gotten in like into what Firestorm can do. Cause he's a crazy character that can literally change matter. And so the fact that we saw him like eat a nuclear bomb on fucking TV, <laughs> like really? Uh, it was, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm tearing up right now. Just, just talking about it. So, um, I told you I was going to cry. Uh, it, it's amazing. Like, it's really something special. And I really hope people are, are tuned into it and we, and we get it. And like I said, I do hope we get a rotating cast because, like, I really and, – and Berlanti and crew are really smart. And I really think that – I hope – pray to God this happens. But I really hope it turns into, like, a Justice League Dark next season. And, like, we get more of the magic and we get, like, Constantine and Zatanna oh, and Zatana. Swamp Thing oh, yes. and, like, Deadman – like that would be fucking holy shit. Like I'll have I'm gonna have to quit. Like I'll have to quit like GWW and I'm gonna have to like quit my job because I'm not gonna be able to handle it. Like I'm gonna be wheelchair bound and I'm just gonna watch it over and over and over again. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna start calling right, you I'm Overwatch now. now. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's 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 been so good. What I love about the action scenes too, when you see everyone fighting together, is I don't feel like they're forced. It seems very natural. It's not something that's pushed right away. Um, Rose, what are a lot of your favorite uh, parts of, of what you've seen in the very early stages of, of Legends of Tomorrow? Everything. Just everything. <laughs> everything Rose, please stop crying so I don't sound, look like uh, such a wuss. Please, seriously, please, please, please. I was I was near tears watching it. Uh, this is like this is the show I have wanted 
for so long because like Casey says, it's a like it's an uber comic book show. It is comic book brought to life without being constrained by bringing a particular story arc or whatever. It's just like, hey, let's take the essence of what makes comic books awesome and put it on screen. I love the fact, I love, love, love Hunter. Rip Hunter is my favorite live-action comic character now, just after two episodes. Fun fact, hold on, let me interrupt you. Okay, so a lot of people are comparing Rip Hunter to Doctor Who. Rip Hunter was actually created before Doctor Who. So just putting that is out he, there. Is he pre-60s as a character? He's pre-60s, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like 19, I want to say 56? But yeah, he predates predates Doctor Who. Like, that is awesome. By a long but yeah, shot. I, I love him. I love the fact that Arthur Darvril, Avril, who is who plays Rip Hunter, was on Doctor Who. Um, I I love his whole attitude. I love how he looks. I love how he acts. I love the fact that he has like a, a futuristic laser gun that happens to look like a six shooter. It's just yeah, yeah. cool. He's got this whole like in the way that Indiana Jones makes. Uh, archaeologists seem really fucking cool. Yeah. Rip Hunter makes historians seem really, really cool. Um, and as someone who's very into history, I love that. Uh, what else do I love about it? Literally everything. I'm struggling to find stuff I don't like about it. I love the fact that it's very character-driven. I love the fact they didn't shy away from killing someone off in their second episode. Like, here's here's our main team. Bang. Here's our main team minus one. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, I yeah. really, I love all of it. By the way, also, random fun fact, the uh, the the set, the house that was Vandal Savage's house where Hawkman died, my sister got married there. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, uh, most of Berlanti's stuff, it's, it's filmed in Vancouver, so we, living in Vancouver, I like to play Where's That Shot whenever I'm watching these shows, That's just funny. in the back of my mind. <laughs> Uh, last week's Legends of Tomorrow, the bar fight scene, I have got drunk in that bar, like, after hours playing quarters with bartenders years ago, <laughs> which is fun. Um, so I, I, like, I just love everything about this show. All of it. Every second nice. of it is all. Nice. Correction, um, it was 1959 that Rip Hunter's first appearance was in, so. Thank nice. you. Still out So nearly, nearly 10 Doctor years. Who. Nearly 10 yeah. years. I believe that Doctor Who started in 68. Okay. Am I making stuff up? Now I need to check. I don't know. I'm not a Doctor Who guy, so. (laughs) Not a Whovian. No, not at all. Aw, dude. (laughs) You know what? I've had this conversation before. I've tried, but it's the set design. Like, I cannot. It looks like they filmed it in a garage, and it just bugs me. Like the classic or the – it was 63 that it started. The classic Doctor Who or the – I don't know. I just would catch, like, episodes, like, on randomly. And I was just like, I just can't. No, I can't do it. It's I. It's weird. I know. I'm just a terrible person, Rose. Don't don't. <laughs> it's okay. I'll go back in time and I'll make you watch better episodes without you realizing. <laughs> Please do. Uh, Sarah, that. did you want to add anything before we uh, end the legends talk? No. Okay. I want to add something, Pete. Let me. I'll take Sarah's spot. Okay. okay. Um, Captain Cold, by the way, I, my favorite comic book. One of my favorite comic book villains. And I just love that he gets to shine on this show because he oh, is man. the best part by far. Wentworth by Miller is far. awesome. He is so great. And my wife yeah. makes, made a comment. She's like, weren't they on prison break together? Isn't that weird? Who cares? Yeah. Woman, like, they're badass. <laughs> like, 
awesome that they were on Prison Break together. And there is a Prison Break spinoff coming up. And I love the fact that they work together. They work together so well. Yeah. And I like seeing them together. And I like yeah. seeing them together after seeing their Prison Break characters do uh, well together. I love that. Yeah. It's, I, I, I really I, love everything about this show. Like, every single second of it. I'm like, I love this. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm and really, really, I can't, I'm really happy that... What's that? I would say he just nails Captain Cold. Like he just nails it perfectly. Yeah. Oh, that's so well. That's so who he well. is from the comic. Like he's he's an asshole, but he teeters on the line of like heroism, and he's not gonna kill people, but like he'll he'll definitely steal some shit. You know what I mean? It's like it, and yeah, and it's great. I just love what I love him. I love yeah. him. Wentworth Miller. I, does I would a marry great him job. if I had the chance. Yeah. <laughs> Wentworth Miller does a great job in that role, and 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 everyone's chemistry so good, and I just feel like it's only getting better. And they did a good job of of picking who the villains or who the heroes and villains they wanted to be on to be on the show. It's it's all working so well, and I'm super excited to see uh, where it goes from here because it can only get better. Um, all right, so that is going to end uh, our TV talk and the show for tonight. I want to apologize. We spent like an hour trying to fix crap on Skype, and Skype was just being. I'm going to say it. Skype was being a bitch uh, because we could not get our stuff together so things had to be cut out and i apologize but we wanted to at least talk flash legends and arrow which i feel like we're able to do quite well um yeah guys th- thanks rose and casey for coming on it's always uh, great to have you guys on the show thanks for having me Pete, it's always <laughs> a pleasure to be here <laughs> i'm glad to hear that all right, so before we sign off, um, why don't we have Rose, why don't you uh, let everyone know where to find you at on the interwebs? Uh, okay, you can find me on Twitter at Rose Moore Writes. Same on Facebook. You can see some things I write about uh, TV, movies, and comic books on ScreenRant.com and MoviePilot.com. And you can see stuff that I write about comic books and other books uh, on quirkbooks.com and on my own site, which is rosemorewrites.com. Great. And uh, Casey? Yo. Let everyone know where they can find you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to repeat the question. If you're us. listening to this and you don't know where you can find me, shame on you. Like, really. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, you can find me at the Comics Kid on Twitter. Uh, but mostly you can find me over at the Yonder, the GWW.com, where I just do stuff. <laughs> there. Cool. Nice. Uh, Sarah? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at sjbelmont, sjbelmnt. Thank you for that. Um, and you can find me at PacingPete on Twitter. You can find us at Scene and Nerd on Twitter. Uh, yeah, go check out the gww.com. You'll find all the entertainment uh, information there. Casting news, uh, theories, uh, reviews, it's all over at the gww.com. That is going to do it for our show. Next week, hopefully things technologically will be much better. Um, and we'll jump into even more TV talk. So till then, you have DVR use it. Sarah? Yeah? <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. We totally didn't do our classic uh, TV picks. Yeah. I, I, I kind of ditched it. He had to cut it. Everything out. Just cut it. I just cut no, the fat. Done. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I, I'm so mad about all this happening. Hey, so. we got it in the end. We did. Sarah, it all came together, so I'm, I'm glad. So. We just Sarah, your post is up. Of fuckery. <laughs> That's oh, it is? That's the title of the episode for sure. Yeah, I did it while we were talking. Cool. <laughs>
All right. Well, I do have to skedaddle, so um, I will be in touch and let you guys know when everything will be uh, will be up. So uh, I don't know if I want to re-listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh boy. No, no. You know, once we got rolling, I think it was fine. It's a keeper. 